I wasn't laughing at my plants. <laughs> well, sometimes you're not laughing, but you get I'm a little... like, oh, you got a new leaf. <laughs> oh, you've turned over a new leaf. Hello, Andy. Hello. The nice um, sustained mm-hmm. clinky. That was the uh, the sound of red wine glasses. Yes. Because are... banana was too busy to make a cocktail this week. I know. It's like you keep spending more time at that job that pays you money instead of preparing for this that doesn't so uh, <laughs> not what your priorities are but. um no i had i had an idea for a cocktail this week but there was a very key ingredient that i couldn't get my hands on which was um well maybe i can get it by next week so then it'll be a surprise a good surprise a good surprise yeah yeah um good and so good so we are drinking a red wine. Yeah. That I won a in prize. like a a prize red wine at work. During like our wine tasting, they did a quiz and I got an answer correct and they were like you win this really expensive bottle of wine. Or it, out of my price range normally anyway. So right. it's um it's unshackled by the prisoner and the I think the price point on this is like a, a bit lower, but the prisoner, um, their normal cab is like in the hundred dollar range for a bottle. Is that um, the shackled? <laughs> I I think it's just called the prisoner. Hmm. The other one, um, but that yeah, it's what? in like the eight like eighty nine ninety hundred dollar range for a bottle. Or is it also like incarceration related? Um, I I don't know. <laughs> I probably should know. But um, so this one's interesting this because is a disproportionate minority population Pinot Noir. This, uh, oh, good lord, um, this bottle, the Unshackled, has um, like a like a decoder kind of thing on it as the label, kind of like a decoder, like um, what's that thing I'm thinking of with Tom Hanks? Oh, uh, oh, the Da Vinci like, Code kind of yeah, looking the, thing on the, it. Yeah. The spinny thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a. Exactly. I can't think of the name of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, um. Oh. Well, there's a plane anyway, so you have a second. God, that's loud. Um. A codex? There you go. Was that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> I didn't I, say it because I thought I was wrong. I kept having the word Skrillex. In my head, and I'm like, that's not right. That's a dubstep DJ with funky <laughs> hair. <clears throat> like, I don't remember that part. Of, that must have been the director's cut of Da Vinci Code. I mean, it wasn't France, right? So, isn't that isn't dubstep big there? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not cool. Tom Hanks, we must decode this thing of Da Vinci, but first the club. Do, 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 drop. Yeah. Yep. Because it always has a drop in right. dubstep. Gotta wait for it. If you Gotta wait for the drop. <laughs> familiar with that. Um, the kids music. Anyway. hey mm. first one. Um, this wine is lovely, and I got, like, sent home with, like, a half a bottle of it last week to enjoy... Um, so I've been doing this thing called bed wine <laughs> mm-hmm. because after I get off work, it's bed pretty, great. it's like pretty late at night, you know, like between two and three in the morning sometimes. And, um, I cannot fall asleep because I'm still like up from working like that kind of mm-hmm. work adrenaline. adrenaline. Um, so I've been putting myself to bed with a glass of wine and, uh, the GM was like, Hey, we're going to. Take your pick out of these ones because we got to toss them. They're out of date. Still good. Um, IMO, but it, uh, in my opinion. But, um, but yeah, I brought this one home. Well, it's good that your, your place is cognizant of, of 
you know, how long you should hang on to wine as as our experience at the mm-hmm. like I, I I don't know if I got if I got this snobby I don't remember when we did the wine episode but um, normally I, I kind of I I hesitate when I order a glass of wine from a restaurant like with dinner. Yeah, we um, learned we learned this last night. Unless it's a a not even a wine centric establishment, but but a place that you can tell where they have a pretty wine turnover extensive not extensive but a pretty you know well populated wine list and it looks like you know it's a place where people order wine because otherwise what tends to happen is especially with red red wines is they'll open a bottle you know maybe pour one or two glasses for someone and then you know they don't they don't serve wine that wine for the rest of the night so you know they'll pop a cork in it and put it on the shelf um and then and then it turns to balsamic vinegar which is our uh, experience from last night right if you've ever if if you've ever done that if you've ever left a a bottle of red wine open red wine out like it's it's gone in the morning yeah if you cork it pretty quick three days it might still be okay after a day but see i after a day i'm i can tell that that wine is no es bueno unless it's like a really and here's you know maybe a benefit to cheaper wines because there's probably just more more shit in it that i don't know keeps it preservatives and stuff um so it uh, those seem to last a little bit longer um but yeah so like if we're gonna go out to especially if it's a nice restaurant or we're gonna have nice you know like a we just order a bottle to avoid that (laughs) Um, and it really is like if you're gonna have more than a glass, it really is worth it because like a glass is gonna the price be, point. Yeah. Yeah. So we we tried um, a newer establishment in our neighborhood, and made the mistake of not ordering the bottle, and uh, our wine was balsamic vinegar. Yeah. Tasting. Um. And but also, we quietly discussed it and decided not to say anything to them so that's our that's on us yeah. you know i mean it you know we, we drank it it was okay we still, yeah we but, still drank it uh so a handy tip for our listeners out there that may may not get through an entire bottle of wine um in the evening you just want to pour yourself a glass or two uh invest in a like a wine saver the vacuum yeah, they uh, they're like it's called vacuum seal or vacuum mm-hmm. save or something like, like vino that. vac. They have them. Yeah, there you go. I think there's something called like a bunny or something like they that. They have too, them at um, wine bunny at places like Bevmo or yeah, Cospla, uh, World Market mm-hmm. uh, in Texas for Costco. our El Paso listeners. Yeah, they'll have them at uh, Specs. At Specs. <laughs> yeah, so you know. <laughs> just I was just listing things, <laughs> um, or you can order it on Amazon.com and yeah. and. It's contribute it's not that to Jeff expensive. Bezos going get, to space. You get the air sucker thing and the stoppers. Mm-hmm. Um, you get like two of them. And yeah, and you can you can buy them separately too. Like if you yeah. run out of stoppers, you can buy those solo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that most way places you can, carry them. Like just you can buy just one if you want. Right. So we oh over you, at Collins and Coop they have that. Oh uh, yeah, there we go. Hello, um, our friends and sponsors. If you uh, so, if you want to have like a nice little wine tasting or a wine flight night, and you're definitely not going to get through three bottles, that's a great way. Amateurs, (laughs) that's a great way to do that because then you can, you know, you don't have to waste an entire bottle. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, it keeps it keeps the original taste. And some, you know, some wines do need to breathe a little bit. So, you know, you, that's where you can get aerators or decanters or all that stuff. I mean, you know, get in all that. But, there's, uh, um, there's also another device, and I can't remember what it's called, but we have one at work where it can, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it can get a single glass of wine out of a bottle until the bottle's finished, if you're so inclined. Like, if, if there's a bottle that is only sold by the bottle but someone insists on buying a glass of it mm-hmm. there's this device where it like just minorly pierces the cork right. um so much so that like you can get like a glass of wine out of it or however much you want like how many ounces without um 
without compromising that cork. That seems fascinating. Impossible. It's far fetched. Um, Like, does it take like three and a half years? That wine is good for up to two years after you do that. So, if it's stored correctly, if it's stored correctly, um, my boss told me about this, and she she may or may not become a guest on this podcast at some point. So Mm -hmm. we'll get her to talk about it. That would be excellent. She's quite the, quite the wine aficionado. I I almost said the rude one, which is wino, but I would never call her that (laughs) because she's amazing. She hosts like a weekly wine tasting and stuff um, at a sister restaurant, which is really cool. Got to get on that VIP list. Yeah. No kidding. The, uh, going to work all drunk. The, uh, (laughs) the last, um, tip that i guess i'll i'll share before we um take a little a little breaky break is uh i mentioned before there are also plenty of good boxed wines out there <laughs> uh, so if you're vacuum about, bags yeah those those are great those stay you can throw them on the counter whatever um take it out of the box like where it's two just to a three bag. weeks i think depending on on which one it is they'll stay so like there's black box the target mm-hmm. house brand um there's Fr- franzia but what's the bota box franzia <laughs> i mean i'm fine yeah, there's one called like provisions diesel. or something like that i forget like however i'm not gonna talk shit about franzia i mean but it'll however that taste is that other people prefer not me chillable but, red right but it'll stay chillable red so um so there's no excuse I do. I do have one customer uh, or guest that comes in, and she always complains about the temperature of the wines not being cool enough. But we're not fancy enough to have a wine cellar or fridge. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something that the owner can invest in is like a wine for no. But we have so many bottles; like it takes up a whole fucking wall. Mm-hmm. We can't you need a pretty. Yeah, it's like just just come back in November. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice and chill for you. Or like, let us know you're coming in and we can chill it for you to the temperature that you desire. Right. I also had a couple of guests um, ask me to re-chill their white because it wasn't quite the, the temp, even just for a taste of it. Oh. Um, we'd really like to taste what this is accurate, blah, blah, blah. So if you could just make it like two to five degrees cooler. And I was like, sure, brah. Like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I mean, no, I just, I wrapped it in like cold paper towels. Oh, yeah. And that'll work. Yeah. We, uh, speaking of cooling things, uh, we actually, it's interesting that you said that because, uh, that's, that's one of the topics we're going to get into a little bit later. Cooling things. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Cool. Let's take a break. So, uh, we are recording uh, a little bit later in the day than we normally do, because, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, on, since it's homebound happy hour, we try to record... At home. During happy hour. Oh, yeah. Which is usually in the... <laughs> I jumped the gun well, on both. that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, both, you know, to sort of recreate that. So, you know, we've had a long day, whatever. Let's get a cocktail. And we do. And we do. But uh, again, because of your gainful employment, um, which is the tops, <laughs> but it's also, <laughs> oh, is that what it is? No, I, you would never say that. Have I been saying it wrong? <laughs> I think tops is good. Top drawer. Not tit drawer? No, it's, it is now. Now you're grasping at imaginary flying things in the <laughs> air. Are you Okay. I think I'm on LSD. No, there was a there was a little fruit fly. Homebound LSD trip. Right. Oh, we can do homebound mushroom hour. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we would have to have somebody. Somebody else would have to be like in charge of recording and wrangling right. and you know all all those sorts of things that you ha- you know I I don't. For those of you kids at home that have <laughs> dabbled in in uh hallucinogens <laughs> you usually need to it's helpful to assign one person to be the um you know like the 
the caretaker. You need like a moderator a type yeah, thing. Yeah, someone who's not messed up because that way, you know, people don't try to jump out of third story windows or run into traffic or... Um, Think everything's know, a movie set. Eat glass. But anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> like that weird video with that person. Just, oh, yeah. Uh, stop motion thing. Anyway. Um, so also we wanted to eat dinner, but one of the nicer things is that it, it's also a little cooler in the house because it's been in the, in the night, it's, nighttime. It's been a rough week for us again in, uh, San Diego because now we're running what? Like six, seven, 10 degrees warmer than we're used to. Yeah. I mean, okay, look, I... Um, I am a person that does not like to be hot and it makes me very cranky and though it does not always feel that way San Diego has a very high humidity because we are coastal like sometimes that blows off or the marine layer will take care of that for us but we do not live on the beach we live a bit inland Mm -hmm. and um, you know not too too much but not enough to get that coastal breeze to like blow off our humidity. Right. And it is really humid where we live. And I don't, I guess I, well, one, I don't notice it for all the reasons that you just mentioned it, but also because having lived in a place, um, Austin where, you know, central Texas during the summer months is well in the upper like seventies, eighties, 90% humidity. Uh, so it is, it is God, Allah, whatever deity, awful. Um, yeah. And it's just so the air is so heavy and so thick. And I, I always make the same joke. I'm like, I, I used to live there. I sweat from mid-April through October. Or like where, sweat you, where you get out of the shower and you just like never can dry off. And yeah. And uh, I've lived in that in Ohio. One thing I've noticed too is that for, for, especially for bigger bodied individuals like myself, it's hard to wear certain types of clothes because when the humidity is higher, fabric like t-shirt fabric tends to cling to your skin and droop a little bit more. So it's also, it's already not the most comfortable thing for me, but when it's humid, it, it's, it's not good. Cause I feel like just like self-conscious. It's like wearing a wet t-shirt. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, last weekend um, here in San Diego, you might remember from the last podcast, um, was Pride Pride Weekend. Yes. And I now work at a gay bar um, uh, or for, yeah, a mainly gay establishment, um, LGBT. Everyone was running around in like bikini tops and uh, booty shorts and all that stuff. And while I don't ever shame anyone for dressing scantily, I don't feel comfortable enough with my lumps and bumps and stretch marks and all of that stuff to dress like that. So I was working in not warm garments. I was wearing tank tops and stuff, but it's Mm. still, you know, hotter than wearing a bikini to work, which... um, Again, like they all looked great. It's just not something I feel comfortable doing myself. And so I was just like, oh, how come you can like wear that all night and your thighs don't rub together? Like it's not fair. <laughs> but, mm. but yeah, so I mean, you know, um, it was hot and I am not saying like I suffered or anything like that. I just I would have been more comfortable in less. Mm-hmm. But I was not comfortable in less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I need to just suck it up and like next year just like go in hot pants because I I looked for my hot pants. I just couldn't find them because they're black and all my clothes are black. (laughs) It's in the black pile. (laughs) Yeah. The black pile is like the whole the whole pile. Like be more specific. But yeah. So, you know. Well, it's like even for even for me, like tank top. I've never been a tank top person. I was going to say you got to get a fishnet tank top. Because I don't, I I don't feel very secure in a tank top. <laughs> right. No, um, I I get it. But same same as, way, I would never wear shorts in public without tights. Right. Such as the and 
this is sort of one of those little things that people that haven't had to live with a bigger body don't realize how, you know, I guess the society and the, the idea of a, an ideal size and fashion affects us because we're always, I mean, what just watch it. Like we're always like pulling at our shirts, you know, trying mm-hmm. to, to keep them down or, you know, making sure that our, you know, our, our clothes are the right length or a good For length. For me, or, like when I wear jeans, I'm always pulling them up because of like thigh rub. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's definitely like, I don't know. It's not like a pretty conversation or anything, but that sucks. And that's the other reason why I wouldn't wear fishnets and shorts to work. It's yeah. like regardless of all the bumps in the back of my thighs and all that, like all the cellulite, it's it's like I have to worry about like pain mm-hmm. from the chafing and stuff. <laughs> it's like, uh, my, my. Yeah. So, you know, enjoy. And I, I won't even get into... <laughs> swimsuits and all that other stuff. I mean, that's, a, that's a whole other. That's a whole other topic. That is one thing. Like I give myself credit for was at the the work pool party. I did wear my bathing suit in front of everybody. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I sent you a photo. Oh yeah. I was like, right. look at me. I'm doing it. Um, and they were all. I mean, there were varying body types or whatever, but like, I. Nobody even gave it a second thought when I took my pants off. Well, and that's what it that's what it should be like because unfortunately I'm just making a general statement. Like a lot of times when you have um you know, like body positive celebrities or accounts, you know, post up like a two piece mm-hmm. picture. I mean a lot of the what they think are well-meaning compliments would be like, yes, you're so brave. You, you know, you, right. It. And it should just be like, okay, you're two piece bathing suit. Cool. Or like, I mean, you know, and I, I applaud Jamila Jamil for all that she does for the body positivity movement, but she lives in a thin body. And so when she does like her arm jiggle video or whatever, mm. it's like, this isn't fucking helpful. You, you know, I, I get what she's trying to do by like saying, even I have arm jiggle, so don't right. worry about yours because everybody has it. But it's like, yeah, but you don't, you know, you don't get discriminated for your weight. Right. Even if you have a jiggly arm, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, I do appreciate what she does, but it's still coming from a thin person who doesn't know what it's like to live in a fat body. Right. So it's like I I get it, but it's it's well meaning, but it's not helpful all the time. Right. Often um, she is helpful. It's just that it's a it's a constant. And I was reading um, I think it was a Twitter thread uh, about someone talking about some similar things and and them just explaining that you know every every time they go, well literally anywhere public, but especially. You know, like to a sporting event or a movie theater or whatever. I mean, they they can feel you can feel the eyes on you and the uncomfortableness of the person sitting next to you. That's like oh great, or like an airplane where it's like oh great, you know, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to share a space with someone who who doesn't fit the you know, ideal standard of what the seat like, size oh should God, be. this like fat person's going to be all over on my side or mm-hmm. whatever. And then the fact that, um, larger bodied folks still have to buy two plane tickets, mm-hmm. which is absolutely horrendous to me. Yeah. Well, now that we've brought everything down, <laughs> I, um, I mean, we're, we're talking about, Talking about summer, I mean, when we we're got talking the about whole heat, thing was, yeah, you know, heat and and My all that sad is. So plants. I started thinking about, it's like, well, you know, our house. I always tell people because it's a sob story, like, oh, well, our house is old; it's built in the twenties, so we don't have air conditioning. Um, and I mean, there there are a lot of places in San Diego that don't have air conditioning, and like you said, if they're close enough to the coast, they just open up the windows and doors um and just sort of have that mm-hmm. call it cross breeze and and uh um 
I mean, it, we, it would probably be be better for us if we could keep the front door open, but because of Barky McBarkerson over there. Yeah, she do, she do that. <laughs> every possible person that walks by, yeah, and like, sometimes not. It's always like, what's that? The wind. <gasps> yeah. Well, and then, you know, like the, she does it on the podcast plenty. We talked about how, why the state that our house is in right now, because uh, they're having it painted. Um, so there have been painters and they're, they're, we have to keep the windows closed. Yeah. They're, they're milling about the house. They're talking, they're making noise. They're doing that. And she, she barks when they get here and then she'll stop and just be fine with it. But then, you know, there was like a third time a certain tapping noise started today. I think you might've already been gone. And then she just started barking. I'm like, it's literally the same noise they've been making the whole time. (laughs) Well, but. okay, so, you know, I walk her when they're here. And so when we come and go, usually when we're leaving, they're not right in front of the house. But when we're coming home, they're, like, right there by the porch. And she doesn't even, like, act like she knows they're there. No barkies. But then, you know, make one noise once we close that door. And it's like, my house, motherfucker! So, I want so it's to- hot. Um, in the house so I I was interested in uh, kind of just thinking I guess here in my my fever dream while I'm sitting directly I actually turned the AC on today the little window unit that we have yeah and with everything being sealed shut it was kind of little engine that could ing Mm. It was kind of starting to, but I think we definitely need a bigger one to to fill at least this big room. But I thought I'm like, well, what did what did people do in olden times, as they say, uh, to not die? I mean, did people just? I mean, we had like our country nationwide had these record breaking heat waves all on site, and so many people died just because of you know poor ventilation or not being cool enough and whatever and i'm like well what did what did people do is that one of the reasons that they did that and so i thought it'd be interesting to kind of see what um not so much tips but how how people sur- survived in uh you know in places that that get hot where they didn't have air conditioning before so i came across a couple of things yeah. Um, so I was drinking my wine. It was like, (laughs) my, my echoey glass here. Enlighten us, Andy. So first of all, like a lot of, uh, well, not a lot of, there are some civilizations that just flat built underground. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's that, that stands to reason because that's exactly what like a lot of animals do. Uh, to keep cool, especially cold-blooded animals like meerkats. Meerkats. Well, they're not cold-blooded, but reptiles. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, even even dogs. Like they'll they'll go out and dig. A lot of times, that's why they dig holes is because they the ground's cooler there, and then dig out a nice little laying spot for them, hmm. and then they'll stay cool. So it stands for well, reason. That was that, a the more you know moment. Yeah. Um, also, like people wouldn't they would build their their dwellings such that they were more favorable to the angles of the sun. So now that's not much of a, a thing because we build houses like wherever we can. Yeah. Population. Um, but if you've ever lived in a house uh, that let's say part of the house faced the sun, like the hottest part of the day, you know how hot that particular part of the house or that room gets. Uh, so they just simply, you know, didn't build the main parts of the house in that way. Um, another thing I read that they did is they did um, kind of, I forget what the term is, but they built the house essentially one room wide. And um, there's a lot of apartments like that, but that, that creates this cross breeze throughout the house so that, you know, you have the entrance and you have windows on either side that lead to each room. And they're sort of like stacked one right after the other. So you have this breeze just kind of flowing through the entire house. 
huh. instead of like how this, even this house is built. It's not very big, but you know, we have rooms next to each other and in front or behind of each other. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm room, like, like the bedroom is not going to get much of a cross, cross breeze. But the way our bedroom is laid out, um, we, it's not like the breeze is irrelevant because it doesn't get the, the awful, awful sun right at any part of day. So like, it's kind of nice and cool in there all the time, mm-hmm. which is why we chose that room instead of the larger room, which is the guest room. Because the guest room gets hot. Yeah, because that's the house that the house faces west, and so the the living room where we're in right now uh, and where we that sit bedroom, currently and that bedroom has windows facing west. So mm-hmm. yeah, the and north, especially once the sun starts to set, which is the hottest part of the freaking day. That's that's where it comes in. So I don't know either become those weird people that put foil on the windows or get those blackout <laughs> curtains which do help they do uh the curtains um fun fact the curtains that i film our videos in front of face south so if we were to move those to the front of the home which was the original idea to have them there it might be cooler in here oh well, yeah but, but then where would no. I film my videos? I know. We'd have to, we could green screen it. <laughs> and you could have a new background. Each time, just like, oh, I'm in Hawaii. Whoa. Well, the problem was that we had to mount them. Oh, yeah, there was higher. no way of putting them up there. And the, the other drawback of having an old house is, you know, the <laughs> the the, uh, the walls or the sheetrock is made of like, you know, mm-hmm crumpling yep. fossils and and it's really hard to get a nail on the wall here you know lead or whatever so like most of our decor is like leaning against something instead of hanging on something so um oh yes we, please go on we also um one time visited a uh in one of our like road trips um, I don't know if we talked about this, but like on the podcast before. No, we, we, we didn't to, because we never have been there. We went to Mesa Verde National Park um, in uh, Colorado, Southwest Colorado. Yes, we had not been there while we were recording the podcast. Right. It was before we started this. Um, so that is a, it's it's a national park and it is, I think I believe it's still the only um What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Archaeological oh. site <laughs> also. There we go. Um, because, it was beautiful there. You know, it's a, it was uh, it was a site of, of different uh, different groups of uh, indigenous um, communities that lived there. Uh, the ancestral Puebloans, I believe there is what they're referred to. As uh, and they had um, one of the so it's famous for these cliff dwellings, mm-hmm. which are you know essentially that they, they have there's a mesa top mesa verde, huh? mm-hmm. um, and, but below the cliffs there are these indentions made in the in the rock and in those indentions, um, almost like you know little caves they put uh, they built structures in their homes, and so. You know, you could, uh, I mean, they, they did put a lot of thought into that, of course, because, you know, some of those are are sun-facing, you know, early morning, and some are, you know, sun-facing late afternoon, just depending on what direction they are. But um, also, like, the, the material they use, which is also something that's done on a lot of other structures, is that the walls are built very, very thick. So, um, hence, like, you don't, didn't have like insulation but that's what insulation does i mean you need to build thick walls that way it keeps it keeps the heat out you know when it's generated from outside but also helps keep heat in when it's generated from inside so like if you have a some kind of heating device it helps keep that in 
I believe that I should have some photos of that on my phone from that trip so I could post that with this episode. Um, heat also rises, so um, if you can, a lot of older things were built single story. I remember when, uh, the first house I bought in El Paso when I when I moved back, the the only thing upstairs was a master bedroom and uh, the master bedroom had kind of like a corner window it didn't really have mid windows but that faced west so that bedroom got really freaking hot really hot i had a west well i had a it was like a both walls had windows Uh, my old apartment before we moved in here and um, I was like north and east facing, so the that mornings really were hot. especially brutal. But and it just kind of baked the heat. And I remember it when did. we when we yeah. moved. Um, that place was so hot, but it was also freezing during the winter because it wasn't insulated. Yeah. It was from the early 1900s, like 1914. I want to say mm-hmm. it was the the build, and um, it surprisingly was like not haunted. But um, the I just remember like this time when I I lived with my old roommate Corey and um, we lost power randomly like at the end of summer I want to say it was like um, September the power went out in all of Hillcrest and uh, (laughs) all of our fans went off at the same time in the house and we were like what the fuck and so we had to like go charge our phones at baby cakes which was a bar um slash cupcake shop um still part of the neighborhood but at a different location now but anyway um we like we had to bring dotty with us because it was just too hot in the apartment even with all the windows open it was so hot no fans ceiling fan and i i always had two standing fans and the ceiling fan in the summer because it was just unbelievably Mm. hot in that apartment and i would have to use ice packs on my body just to stay cool wow because i mean there was no insulation it was like a really that old building i've heard some people hardly livable say that they'll well not some people (laughs) one of the articles i was looking at they uh they get like one of those sprayers like a plant sprayer mm-hmm. and spray down the sheet the bed sheets before they go to sleep huh like with water yeah okay um you know not you know, I mean, you know getting soaking wet but okay. <laughs> i was like i just dumped well, the water the, like there's that water. new mattress and i kind of wonder about that like the there's like the purple mattress and mm. then there's like the buffy mattress and both of those claim to be cooling yeah um but like, what about when it's cold? Right. I mean, you, don't, <laughs> you want it to be, you don't want it to be that because no. like, like you mentioned before about that other house, I mean this, but the apartment, this house also gets very cold, mm-hmm. gets colder. So oftentimes when it's warmest in San Diego, temperature wise, our house is always much hotter on the inside than the weather is on the outside. But yeah, like, the, the converse is true during the colder months yeah. when it's coldest. You walked me to work today and it was like breathing new life as soon as we left the house. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as we got outside, it was Chris like, oh, it's actually nice out. And that's what that's what's different, I guess, about um, explaining the, the heat. Because, you know, I've lived in two places in Texas with two very different types of heat. I mean, there's Austin, which is... Um, humid and and just very steady like it 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 doesn't really get that hot but it's still i mean like as hot as el paso but it stays hot so it'll be like 95 97 will be the high during the day and then the low will be 87 so it's just it stays that hot um but El Paso is more like desert, right? So it's hot right. During so the it's day a little more arid. Night. So it'll get up ninety five, a hundred, but then it'll cool down to seventy five, eighty sometimes. El Paso for me, like everyone's always like, "Oh, it's so hot! Like, how do you stand it?" 
I'm like, I actually don't mind the dry heat. It's the humidity that I don't like. Yeah. Personally. And so even though it's, it's... I hardly notice the dry heat. Well, El Paso is is breezier, well, windier <laughs> a lot of times, right. too. Dust stormier. So that... Ha- but, you know, the difference is that here, it the breeze is cool, like, because it's blowing in the cool air from the, from the ocean. Um, when it's usually still, like... Like still is night uh, in Austin, uh, but if it's windy like on their coast, like Galveston, it's just like hot, wet wind just blowing at Blech. your face the whole time. Sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, hot, wet, anything. Um, friend of the podcast, uh, Brian and I have a have a, a story about us at a um, hanging out at a popular beach destination down there when we were on a work trip. Uh, some of you might remember that, so. I'll just leave it at that. It's about our fashion. Oh, Speedos. Mm-hmm. No, those are too conservative. Do you think you'd be able to market like a, a Moomoo-like device? So the Simpsons did an episode, uh, which you know probably doesn't hold up, but he was, Homer was trying to... um gain weight because he found out if he was over a certain weight he could qualify for disability and be able to work from home so he committed to gaining the weight so he did but he decided that regular clothes one didn't fit him but it was also too uncomfortable so he just started wearing moo's. and I remember that I don't dislike the idea of moo's, but I don't think there's a way to market them to to the you know the average still um you know still under the thumb of patriarchy um men so that they're not feeling like they're wearing dresses um i am reminded of eugene levy's american i mean there's several um dressing gown that he would wear for bed on Schitt's Creek (laughs) and also on How I Met Your Mother Marshall would wear that as well but that does I don't know see because that doesn't seem cooler to me anything that has sleeves but I also can't I'm sure you could do sleeveless but But I don't like to me without sleeves like the sweatiness Mm -hmm. gets like outweighed because I don't like that sweatiness, like that, like the, like the sticky skin right. heat. Um, I'm, I may or may not have mentioned I have a dress on, but um, I, I don't know. There's still it's like my knee and my or my shin and my you know, my calf and my thigh stick together and it's like all sweaty behind my knee, which is gross. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess that it's interesting how that feeling makes one think of like summer. Like you have, you know, everyone has all these good memories of like the fun summer vacations <coughs> and stickiness and picnics and watermelon. And I'm like, oh, I remember I would stick to every kind of furniture that was great. Yeah, there's um, just like nothing appealing about that to me. I would, so, I would a hundred percent rather be cold, even visibly think, shivering cold. Yeah, I would rather be. I think I would rather be, yeah, in a house that was too cold, than one that's too hot. And also the sacrifices that we make to do this podcast because we had to turn off the fans and everything right to record this it's all it's all for you listeners um so the last um the last thing i'll just mention before we move on to what we're watching and that people did was just (laughs) the 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 paragraph said just simply like sleep outside or sleep on the porch and i'm like well the bugs but that's exactly what i thought i mean that that's great again like it probably could happen here. I mean, people have mosquito slept tent. on our porch. Not us. <laughs> no. 
No, but there have been people that slept on our porch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Even, even in El Paso, um, it's, it gets, it gets buggy because you have, um, especially during the summer, that's when the, the, the rainy season or the monsoon thunderstorms. So sometimes you do get a lot of high humidity, which, you know, for there is like 20%, 30% humidity, but you get mosquitoes and that kind of stuff. Lots of bugs. In Austin, oh God, I couldn't imagine sleeping outside Uh -uh. in Austin. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather just be inside and be miserable because it's not better outside. Yeah, reason number 39 not to move there. My my mom always, um, like clockwork on both the hottest days and conversely the coldest days would always complain about how hot slash cold it was and she didn't like it and we needed to move somewhere where the opposite was true so like in the hot days she'd be like well we need to move to Colorado or someplace where it's cooler I'm like well but you know winter But then, you know, again, when it was really cold in El Paso, she would say, oh, you know, we need to move somewhere where it's nice, like Arizona or Florida. And I'm like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) And not that there's anything wrong with those communities. I love the people there. I have many friends and family in those areas. But (laughs) I don't think you need to make amends for this one. The heat. That That is some unearthly heat and you've been we've been to my brothers in in summer we've also been there in winter still hot in phoenix <laughs> no still well, and then we went to see your sister in uh new mexico in the winter and it was like snowing mm-hmm. which was the first time we saw snow that trip yeah same trip when we went to mesa verde yeah it all comes back around there you go um, so what, um, what should we talk about, um, television and or movie wise? Okay. Well, <laughs> we are still watching Kevin can fuck himself. Yes. Which is the, um, Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Uh, a show where she's, AMC, uh, right? it's on yeah. AMC, a housewife. And anytime her husband Kevin is in the scene, that it's a sitcom. And anytime Kevin leaves, it's gritty real life in Boston. Right. Um, and it's still very good. It's it's excellent. I think I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, <clears throat> it's well made and well written, but um. But also one thing I noticed that it did, like other sitcoms, it has like a certain trope with um, drinking. Oh, yeah. yeah so I, I think you pointed this out when we were watching it last night, that um, why always on shows is the drink already half empty with no ice and just like a lime on the side. Right. Because the, the well, two two of the characters in the show, we don't go into it, but... Two of the characters in the show were, had met up at a bar mm-hmm. and... Um, Vodka sodas. Yeah, they ordered... Uh, well, I think one of them, first of all, like threw something at the bartender to get them the... Att- oh, no, that was later. That was later. Yeah. Um, so it's like, ha, 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 you know, throw, throw mm-hmm. stuff at the bartender who's not a human that doesn't deserve respect. But anyway, you know, ordered like whatever, vodka sodas. And for one thing, it usually takes a... a inhumanly quick amount of time to bring the drinks it's just like as soon as they say i'll have two vodka sodas then they put them down it's like there you go mm-hmm. it's like well it takes them a little even a vodka soda it takes them a little while to make the drink but um yeah like the the glasses were they, they weren't even tall glasses they were regular they were buckets yeah yeah buckets half full no ice just with, there you go with a lime with the line. So that okay, so that's one thing. It's like, okay, we're gonna suspend disbelief with the ice because they can't get the ice to look the exact same in every take. 
sure. The drink can, has varying degrees of melting. But there, I'm sure, in <laughs> like either the prop department or Hollywood Studio or Spencer's Gifts, they has, literally like, have fake ice. fake ice cubes. Yeah. that look. I mean, there's for, a way it can be filming. done. Yeah. Yes. Um, because it's it's more distracting and less realistic for the glass not to have any ice, and only be half full. Right. And not have bubbles. Yeah, even that's not that big of a. It's just, you know, it, I don't know. It, it's. <sighs> but it's like the same thing in every movie where it's like, ah, just give me a beer. Yeah, I'll have a beer. They never say what kind. Uh, and I'm sure that I don't know. They probably have to. Although, what was the drug movie with? Uh, is it Benicio del Toro? Is it Traffic? Okay. Where yeah. he actually goes into a bar. I think it's a well, part of it shot around El Paso, but he's Some a bar here in somewhere. San Diego too. And uh, he he goes up to the bar and he said, "Out of Budweiser." So he actually orders a beer by name. They probably have to pay for it. Budweiser. Well, they well no the movie the film probably has to pay to use to name the product. I would imagine. Or. The reverse of that is or the beer company placement. has to pay, mm. right? Yeah, that's weird. I know, like in commercials, they can't show anyone actually drinking a beer hmm. or beverage. So Just when you see people, hand. they yeah, they hold it. And I remember the only reason I learned that is because there is. Do you remember when Neil Patrick Harris was doing the Heineken commercials? No. <laughs> okay, so Neil Patrick Harris was doing commercials for Heineken. Cool. Uh, and and one of them specifically addressed that. It's like, well, I'm not allowed to drink it, but you would know that, you know, whatever mm-hmm. he says. Um, and I was like, huh, I never noticed that. It's kind of like how you can't show real money on film. Oh, yeah. So they okay. always use fake money, like prop cigarettes, stuff like that. Um speaking of neil patrick harris and i know how i met your mother came up like already in the last bit is that was a big thing in one of the final seasons of that show was um one of the characters would say um or she would pay she paid extra to the bartender linus for the kennedy package which the kennedy package (laughs) meant if your drink was empty, you automatically get a new one. And she would say, thank you, Linus, every time because his mm-hmm. name was Linus. Um, but every time he handed her a drink, it was like flat looking, mm-hmm. um, water looking with a lime wedge, no ice. And maybe, just maybe, the people who work on Kevin Can Go Fuck Himself are that clever that it's almost, you know... A nod to ah, other movies. That's a very good point. And you know, like we uh, we've been meaning to have them on um, for a while, but a uh, friend of the podcast podcast uh, Dom has, has spent time working professionally in the film video industry, as as he's mentioned, that probably would know a lot of maybe a lot of these details about props and what's but mm-hmm. i didn't even think about that because another friend of ours does the same thing was did so that was that scene where they ordered the drinks in the bar is that that the, was part of the real life part that was part of the real life part yeah. okay i was like i could see it do, being in the uh in the sitcom part but and what i did switching notice it over um so so we, we mentioned when we talked about the show before how you know life life at home Basically, in the house, we're involving Kevin and his dad and his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as like the the like everybody loves Raymond, but way worse in right. terms of like husbands and and being men. Um, how that's always shot as a sitcom with the laugh track and the bright lighting and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he she steps into the kitchen by herself or outside it turns into that very dark walking dead yeah yeah yeah, very very dark but i noticed that um oh no he wasn't in the scene i was like they went to a restaurant 
and you know the restaurant because Kevin was in it was lit that way um sitcom-y because mm-hmm. you know he was trying to skip out and do that but as soon as he I guess he left for a while I think he didn't leave. and then but it got darker so, she didn't move she stayed in her chair as soon as he left like they shifted the camera angle but it was still in the restaurant but it was you know in the in the it's kind of a crappy restaurant honestly. yeah but I was I don't know I was just really impressed with that transition because you know it's like the same the same restaurant mm-hmm. I, I don't know I just really no you're really, you're wow, totally right that. um so anyway it is interesting how they even do that. for the the visual aspects um I think there's only going to be eight episodes there's just two left uh, but you can probably catch up on demand right now and they're uh they're an hour ish long yeah um so definitely the acting check is that out. superb yeah like annie murphy is i mean obviously we know she's good mm-hmm. from schitt's creek but she's also good in this dramatic role mm-hmm. also you know and it's starting to it's yeah i mean it's it's think of other amc shows like right you know like breaking bad and and like you said the walking dead you can see that and and the dramatic parts so anyway yeah they they have that's a good network they have there yeah it's just i don't know in our in my constant my constant fight with cable and streaming services and i'm always you know trying to find the best deal uh, mm-hmm. Not all services carry AMC. Right. So sometimes I'm not watching anything. It's fine. But other times I'm like, oh, no. Like right now, I was thinking about switching to, I don't know, who knows what. Like, oh, no AMC. Can't do it right now. No, we have to finish this one. Um, Something else we've been watching is uh from the same creators of the film and show that we really like what we do in the shadows oh yes it is um a new zealand based like cop comedy called wellington paranormal yes so this it's go ahead oh no i i was just gonna say it's like the same police officers that kind of go to the home and investigate during the film what we do in the shadows and then it follows them it's like it's like a comedic X-Files in a way, but right. they're also cops um, and not FBI. So this was, uh, it, it actually came out in New Zealand a while back. And I want to say not too long after what we do in the shadows oh, really? film came out. Uh, but it's, so it's premiering in the, in the U.S. now uh, through, through HBO Max, HBO Plus. Mm-hmm. HBO Max. Yeah, there you go. Um, Again, if you want to sponsor us. So uh, it has that. You know that <laughs> that same brand of of like dry, mm-hmm. um, nuanced, almost—I don't even call it slapsticky, but um, it's like so dry it's almost not funny sometimes. Yeah. Um, so if you enjoy that, it's it's very much along the same lines, and it you know for for what it is, it's a pretty well done show, I think. Mm-hmm production wise and and acting is is really good i i just like i am so blown away by comedy like that because it's it's so subtle mm-hmm. and i i just like i'm really impressed by actors that can do that it's like you know yeah like the office but less overt yeah drier even yeah, because you have to be so um like straight faced all mm-hmm. the time. But yeah, so uh there've only been 3 episodes of that that we've been able to see so far, but so far so good. Or is it 4? I think 3. Okay. Yeah. And they're I think they're doing one a week. Okay. So there was like a the first episode is about like possession. Mm-hmm. demonic possession the second episode is about like crop circles and the third episode is about ghosts mm, yeah yeah I so it's the third episode was probably my favorite <laughs> it's just uh, so dorky like goofy <laughs> yeah. 
Like the characters are not good. Oh, also, like I think one of my notes for this was um, all cops are bastards, even the ones from Wellington Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're not. In, in case you were wondering how I felt about this, they're not. Uh, you know, they're they're not benevolent. They're still um, cops. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're still cops. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, yeah. That's uh, speaking of speaking of cops, X, X, X Files. I'm still yeah. working my way through that. We yeah. uh, we both watch one of I guess both of our favorite episodes that we remember is is Eve in mm-hmm. season one, which is about the she's a clone, basically clones. or whatever. Oh, I guess that's a spoiler in a way. Oh, You've shit. had since 1994 yeah, to if watch. You, <laughs> if you don't know about that, <laughs> yeah, uh, they I remember working at the music land and they started releasing the vhs uh sets and they didn't they weren't doing like full seasons back then they were picking um like certain episodes this was like two episodes per tape and so you got three tapes in a set it was like x-files volume one and they weren't sequential it was just you know ones they thought were cool Mm -hmm. Uh, but i remember eve being in one of them and I probably wore that tape out because, you know, it was one that I always wanted to put on. I don't remember what the other one on that tape was. You just always hit rewind after Eve ended. Yeah, I probably taped over it <laughs> with like Joe Millionaire or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, so the actress that played <laughs> Eve, um, I saw her in a play at the La Jolla Playhouse and I got to meet her afterwards. Hmm. And um, I recognized her from Eve and I mentioned it and she was like blown the fuck away. Really? Yes. (laughs) She wanted to talk about it all day. Like it was it was at night. It was like a cast party and like we had wine and um, she was like, I cannot believe that that's what you know me from. That's so fucking wonderful. Like she was stoked and she just like she never wanted to leave my side. But, you know, of course, like, you know after 10 minutes of conversation like we got pulled in different directions but she was so stoked that i knew that she was on that like that's really cool we can't remember to, what the play was we should try to find her on facebook or Instagram. oh it was i've mentioned this before um that i went to the cast party for crybaby um the john waters like they Depp. did a they did a musical of that and she was in it she was huh. one of the um she was like a like religious um grandmother or something like that like someone oh it was allison's grandmother that i think you know in crybaby yeah who like tried to make her be straight laced yeah so i think i'm pretty sure that's who she played i think the only actor i've ever hung out with in a social situation you know that i shared more than a couple sentences with was uh this guy who was a friend of of some people I worked with at at the mall at the uh, Suncoast who uh, was in a, a few Walker Texas Ranger episodes. <laughs> he was always playing a bad guy of some kind, but you know because one you know didn't have the highest budget, but they recycled actors. Yeah, so it's sure. Like Buffy those, did that a couple times too. Yeah, it's like Especially those, when you're in makeup. Like, like, wait a minute! I thought you were the you know, and it's just I mean, it was always the same kind of guy. But that that's pretty much about it. I don't know. I'm sure there's. Well, I met one John Waters others. that night too, and Ricky Lake for that matter. Other than that, I met um, like a neighbor, a neighbor of my friend in L.A. He was uh, he is an he's an animator, so he works on like he worked on Family Guy, he worked on The Simpsons, and some of those other big animation shows. But you know, he didn't. He wasn't like a voice actor or anything. But you know, it's still that's that's cool. But. Um, yeah, I feel like we've we've had like the conversations of like who you've met before yeah. and all that, but like new ones always come to my memory yeah. that I would forget. Like, well, I'm, for you, I imagine. Yeah, cause... well, living here, you know, the La Jolla Playhouse, especially like having met John Waters that same night and Ricky Lake and you yeah. know a couple other people like that woman. Like, I was so excited about her and oh, and she was very fashionable, like super chic. Like, she had, like, a weird fashion sense, which I love. Nice. Like, very, like, unique and fashion-y. 
a fashionista, if you will. <laughs> Fascisty? Yeah. No. no. That's something else. Speaking of cops. Uh, whoops. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> da, da, there we da, go. Da, da, da. And we're no longer and allowed to produce this yeah. podcast. Um, we'll just, uh, ooh, maybe we'll get more ratings if we say, you know, like, the following segment has been <laughs> redacted. And then we say, like, oh, there's a there's a, a pirate recording of you the have redacted to subscribe. segment sometime. Yeah, there we go. It'd be like just me saying all cops are bastards over and over again. <laughs> Doing a rap. Even your uncle. My name is Anna and I'm here to say. All cops are bastards in every way. way. <laughs> wow. And I think that's I think that's a good place to. Yeah, I think it's a good time to wrap it up. That well, was episode 64. That everybody. was episode 64. Um, we hope you are enjoying your um your summer months whether you're working or playing or whatever in relative climate control uh, as we are not but we will continue to sweltering to bring you um we suffer for you heat exhaustion <laughs> induced episodes uh so as uh, always as always we say be safe be smart be sanitary Thank you for listening to Homebound Happy Hour. Stream or download episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, give our Facebook page a like at Homebound Happy Hour and follow on Instagram at Homebound Happy Hour Podcast.